everything school. They're not gonna keep him off the field tonight. War Eagle. Hey, 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 and welcome on in to the Patrick Hardy Podcast this Friday, November 17th, midday edition. We're one day away from Auburn's matchup and kind of final tune-up game between um, of course, Auburn and New Mexico State. The Aggies are heading into Jordan-Hare Stadium for the first time since 2012. Um, and so we'll talk a lot about that. We'll go ahead and do announcements kind of on the front end of this one. Um, by now, as you're listening to this, our email newsletter should have come out. If you haven't signed up for that, there's one more week here on the regular season, and then we'll probably do a bowl game one. We'll talk about some goal game news in a second. But if you haven't already and you want to get it for Iron Bowl week, which should be a fun week, PatrickParty.com. It's on there. Um, Highly encourage you to sign up. Also, we have the um, weekly Pick'em. We had a lot of great participation um these last couple weeks it's been a lot of fun um to get to see how people do we've had um we had our first 10-0 record winner um shout out Matthew Clegg for getting all of his picks right last week two more weeks of the pick them and then we'll probably do a bowl game pick them as well um so if you haven't done that get on that that's also patrickparty.com you can click on the pick them page and you can sign up you can do that up until 11 a.m on Saturday that is when those close um, because that is when the game starts. So, you know. Um, outside of that, we also have our preview story. Um, this week's is titled Preparation. Kind of takes an interesting look into this New Mexico State game and some things to watch for. I know some of these games, at least for me, and we'll talk about this on the podcast, it's like, you know, early in the season, it's like, okay, we're learning about the team as a whole and we're seeing like the lineups they're putting out and all sorts of stuff. And that's kind of how at least I treated, you know, those first couple games. Um, you know, the UMass game, first game of the season, first game of a new coach, just overall scheme and all sorts of things with the lineup, this like whole new look team. And then the Sanford game, it was kind of like corrections from the Cal game, ways to improve that offensive performance. But it was also still week three, so you're still learning about the team and stuff like that. You know, at this point, like we kind of know what this Auburn team is made of a little bit. Um, and an Auburn team that's been improving, which we'll talk about. Um, and so it, it, it can be hard to, at least in my opinion, really like take a lot away from these games because a lot of it is, you feel like the goal sometimes is, and as they joke and call it for the Southeastern Conference, it's SoCon week, the Southern Conference and FCS Conference that, um, you know, teams like Chattanooga and uh, I know Alabama's playing Chattanooga today and, Teams like uh, of that level, the FCS level, it's kind of the tune-up week, and people jokingly call it SoCon Challenge Week for the SEC. But all in all, um, I do think there's some interesting angles, and we'll kind of get into that. I don't want to totally recap the story, but you know, Auburn take, is taking on New Mexico State on Friday. Of course, the Iron Bowl is looming, and just to talk about that Arkansas game for for a second, you know, I kept I kept saying all week long, I was like, you know, I don't. I don't feel good about this one. I didn't feel good about my pick. Honestly, I picked Auburn kind of because it kind of felt like I had to. And I was like, I, I just, I really could see Auburn slipping this one up. I could see this getting weird. Just a lot of weird vibes around that game as a whole. And it was over in like 
10 minutes. It was great. But, um, you know, and Auburn just got off to a huge start. I said that on the last podcast. I was like, how critical is this start for Auburn? And I think, I mean, it, it was everything. And, I mean, shout out to Keontae Scott. Finally got that kick return. We've been waiting on that one for a while. And um, he's gotten close several times. But it, Auburn just immediately took Arkansas out of the game. But even then, like, I think a big sign of Auburn was they were able to keep that focus. And it wasn't even like, oh, they didn't blow the lead. But, like, they kept Arkansas down that whole game. I mean, for the most part. There might have been, like, one drive in the third or fourth quarter. But, like, I mean, the defense played one of its best games. And the defense has continued to do that. Really, the only time this defense has really faltered, I mean, maybe at times towards the very end against Georgia, that was kind of, you feel like, the height of injuries. And, you know, Simpson got taken out of that game late. And it was just like you kind of felt like they ran out of pieces in that one. LSU and Jaden Daniels are really the only group that has torched this defense. And, well, they've done that to everybody. And Jaden Daniels, look, I know the Heisman can get weird because a lot of times it feels like it's the best player on the best team, which isn't always necessarily the best player. Sometimes it is. A lot of times it's not. And that can kind of get weird if he should win it. And you feel like every time you look up Jaden Daniels, we're reading a new stat of, oh, and he had, like, this had never been done before, and then he did it. Um, we all saw what he did to that uh, struggling Florida defense in uh, Tiger Stadium. So, of course, you know, he torched this Auburn defense as well, especially out of the bye week, and everyone was like, oh, my. Like, this was probably Auburn's worst, worst performance of the year. Um, but since that mark, um, coming home, I mean, they, they, they kept that Ole Miss offense at bay for as long as they could. And then, I mean, Granted, I know it's probably the three worst teams in the SEC and Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and Mississippi State, one of which has now uh, made a coaching change. But they've, I mean, for the most part, they have they have been dominant, and they've kept three teams under 15 points uh, for the first time in many many years. Freeze talked about that. I know that's in the story, and it, it's one of those things where I think something that I've noticed is it's really coming from all the areas, and I think it really is starting to find this defense has found the identity that we kind of talked about, like Ron Roberts coming in, like what he would want in an ideal defense. And you think about Ron Roberts and you think about like delayed blitz packages and like the, the multiple sets and kind of in this day and age, it's running all different types of styles of defense and just kind of like, it's a lot to throw a lot of eye candy, a lot of just throw as much as you can at the offense. And I think a big thing for Ron Roberts is like, it's the bend, don't break defense. Offenses, offenses are so good this day and age, and it's all about how can we make that one big play to stop you? How can we get it to third down to where we just have to make one play to get you off the field? And for the most part, this team's done that. Uh, they're, they're the best red zone team, one of the best red zone teams in the entire country. I believe the best um, in that rating metric in the Southeastern Conference. And, of course, we've talked about the turnovers, 18 straight games, um, I believe, it was Toledo leads the country. Auburn second. Toledo leads the country in consecutive games with turnovers um, with 21. Auburn at now 18. You know, broke the – or 19, 18 or 19. Um, Auburn broke the streak of the 06-07 years and – or tied it, then broke it. Um, and it's just one of those things where I was kind of looking at it. I was like, you think about big players on Auburn's defense – there's people just kind of all over the field. It's not just the secondary with like Jalen Simpson or, you know, Nehemiah and um, Donovan. Co- Nehemiah is coming back. DJ James is coming back. Of course, Donovan Kaufman's gotten one in this stretch. 
Um, almost everybody in the secondary it feels like has gotten an interception at one point during this stretch. And But, like, you have them, and the linebackers have really started to come on as of late. You've gotten some big play out of Eugene Asante has obviously been a star at points during this season. But now the defensive line, which is really a spot where I think going into preseason, I kind of said this, I was like, you want to talk about, like, depth and, like, the whole roster turnover that Freeze did this offseason. The edge position, for example, like, Auburn did not have a scholarship edge player. Like, there were none. Like, if Freeze doesn't go get people, there were zero people to play the position. It wasn't like, oh, the ones that there weren't good. There were zero bodies. And um, Jalen McLeod is one SEC defensive player of the week. He had several, uh, three sacks and several tackles, I believe nine tackles in at arkansas and man um marcus harris kind of in the interior line i mean it cannot be said what a huge season he has had and a lot of those guys on the line especially um i mean we've talked about at times this season how big that freshman class was um that freeze i mean the guys freeze was able to flip and they've had to play on the defensive line um, but a lot of heavy minutes but guys like marcus harris and Jalen mcleod um have just been so huge in Auburn's sustained success on the defensive line. It's been one of those things where Auburn's been able, even on the defensive line, even in a spot where you would have been like, oh, like if you had to say like somewhere where Auburn's going to struggle, like even there Auburn's been able to make it work. Larry Nixon has been huge as well. Um, And so I just think it's been really, it's been really cool to see, this Auburn defense really just kind of form into the identity that we've kind of talked about as their coach, that their coach um, really just preached and like is his um, Keldrick Falk was the last name I was looking for. Keldrick Falk. I mean, he has had to come in as a true freshman and play huge roles. And it's just been even like, not just like the play on the field, but even like with the injuries and stuff, it's just been, Ben, don't break. Like things are happening, but we're making it work and we're making it work. And, um, I mean, man, you just like almost like want to hope to see like that defense like get rewarded and have a big day against a big time team. But <laughs> shout out two weeks or not two weeks, one week from now. Um, but it's just that has been really cool to me. And um, speaking of that defense, it's funny. I wrote the whole preview story and did not mention the offense, which played great last Saturday. I did not say Peyton Thorne's name once. Did not mention the offense. It was really about New Mexico State's offense. And the Auburn's defense, and then I was at a thousand words and was like, okay, we need to be done. Um, but for this defense, what's so interesting, just to talk about New Mexico State for a second, their offense is, um, I would argue, their strength. And I think the big key that I've talked about, and I kind of had two points about New Mexico State that I talked about in the preview. Point one being quarterback, good. And, um, I mean, like, like, good. And a dual threat guy in, um, I'm blanking on his name, of course, after I just typed the whole thing about him. Um, Diego Pavia is how I'm going to attempt to pronounce it. And he's dual threat. And my comparison and kind of the point that I'm going to continue to even make on here is it's a lot like, um, Alabama's quarterback Jalen Milrow and I mean, they've been very balanced they've um 
it's almost like equally divided between passing yards and rushing yards. Um, when you do sack adjusted, he leads the team um, and has really just made it work for them. But my counter to that would be, okay, look, like it's impressive what New Mexico State has done. We know they're now eight and three on the season. Um, they had not beat a team with a winning record. That's a power five, like an FBS level team with a winning record until they beat Western Kentucky last Saturday. Ironically, Western Kentucky with that loss then became not a winning record team. So you can, they're now five and five. So you can uh, judge that how you want. Um, and so it's just like, they only really haven't played anyone good. The teams they played that are good. They played Liberty, but they got beat. They also lost randomly to UMass to start the season. I don't know if you remember that. UMass and um, Mexico State played in week zero, and they lost. Like, it was, it, I mean, yeah, we were like, oh, that team's really bad. And historically, New Mexico State has sucked. <laughs> you talk about UMass and New Mexico State. Those are two teams that have stunk forever. New Mexico State actually made a bowl game last year, um, and they won, I believe, the Quick Lane Bowl um, up in Detroit at Ford Field, and that was their second bowl game ever. They went in the early 2000s once, and prior to that, they had never been to a bowl game before. This year will be the first time they've ever done consecutive bowl games. It's their third bowl game ever, so they've had a great season, but it's like they just they play in CUSA, as we now say, but Conference USA, they took the hyphen away this offseason for some reason, and they just truthfully weren't that good and it, it just it their competition was not that good and I, I think it's one of those things where they might be in a rude awakening but i would say i think this could be a really important tune-up game for this defense you think about how hard this defense is going this tear they've been on yes i think they need rest but i don't think it hurts that they're gonna have to have a little bit of competition and have to have their heads screwed on a little bit right to not get into maybe a game they don't want to um, I, I don't think there's any question who's winning this game. I don't think there's any question if it's going to even really be close. I don't expect it to be close at all. Um, Auburn's playing their best football of the season, but I don't think it hurts that Auburn is going to have to stay awake for this game and will have to try. And, you know, I, th- I think there's something to be said for, like, it, it, I don't know how much of you can make of, like, this is a practice game when playing a dual quarterback at New Mexico State to then playing – Jalen Milrow, who has greatly improved. If you only watch the Texas game for Alabama, things have changed. Fun fact, they they are good. Um, and I don't think they'll be Georgia, but they could be Georgia um, in two Saturdays. And my point being, I just I don't think it hurts that you keep going. We talk I mean, I don't want to like get in a whole tangent, but like baseball, you know, the point's been made with this new wildcard format. It, it might be an advantage to some of these wildcard teams that they're just able to keep rolling and keep rolling and they don't have this, like, big, weird break. I'm not saying that's as big of a thing in football. It's a very different sport. But I think barring any injuries and still being able to take your starters out early, it doesn't hurt to just get another rep, to get another practice. Free studies, like, look, there's still things we got to improve upon. And ironically, um, you probably should say that they Liberty lost in New Mexico State last year pretty badly. Liberty was a huge favorite and got blown out. Um, this was like the week before or two weeks before Freeze ends up taking the job at Auburn. So he's very much like in talks with Auburn, focusing on other things, um, which has got to be a weird position to be in as a coach. And Freeze talked about that in the press conference. He's like it's very uncomfortable and it's hard to even you can't really talk about that with anyone. And so all to say, I, I think Auburn's going to come out strong and especially 
given last year's circumstances with Freeze and some of the guys on the staff that have followed him, there's a level of extra focus on this one more than you might think. Um, so all to say, it should be fun. We'll talk about Auburn's offense a little bit because I, I did not on the preview, but on the offensive end for Auburn, um, I think it's really just continuing to keep going, which you can keep going. Jarquez is, has 774 rushing yards on the season. That would mean he's about 226. Wow. That was good math. Um, away from a thousand yards you would imagine you would want to get him a healthy hundred or so and then take him out of this one um meaning if he gets about a hundred against alabama congratulations auburn probably wins and or does really well and plays them close and you get your thousand yards on the season so we'll see how auburn plays jarquez and some of the starters on the offense i think a big thing is just continuing to build reps and i know we're saying that um with two games remaining in the SEC, like in the regular season. Now there's a bowl game for Auburn. But again, like, uh, well, I think some of these receivers will, I mean, I would imagine the receivers are coming back. I don't know how many of them will be playing, but some of them were your Caleb Burton's, your Camden Brown, some of these other pieces. It's like, it wouldn't hurt for Auburn and Thorne, who I would imagine is also coming back, like to build more consistency and just build reps and just kind of get everything ready to go. And preparation has been the word for me for this game preparation for the big game next saturday um obviously um thorne had a career day at arkansas several receivers got touches i mean i just was sitting there those first couple drives when i was still like oh this be a close game and then i discovered it wouldn't be um i mean rivaldo got a catch Devere. i just kept yelling i just kept saying like caleb i think burton got a big catch on the opening drive after auburn got a penalty and I just kept saying names. I was like, different guy, different guy, different guy. And I think that's the thing is this Auburn offense, when you don't have the star receiver, how big it is to just be able to spread around and the defense being like, there's not the star to key on. This could go anywhere. This could go to anyone. Um, and so I think that's um, I think that's huge for them. Um, Apparently, New Mexico State did go to back-to-back bowl games. It was 1959-1960, so that's my bad. Um, I didn't want to be wrong there. Um, Still a bad program. Sorry. Um, All to say, I think a big thing with this just overall, like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you try to make this interesting. You try to add some narrative. But, like, Auburn is playing New Mexico State on Saturday at home the week before the Iron Bowl. So, you... There's a level of, like, make the storyline, make this interesting, but also let's not ignore what's happening, and let's not ignore, like, the realities at play here. There, There is a massive talent gap. This shouldn't really be a close game. This game should be over really before it starts. Um, th- I will just say, like, New Mexico State is not of bad teams you could play. They're better than it, even though they lost to the UMass, which is ironic they are a stronger level of one of these teams than normal. I still don't think it makes much of a difference for obvious reasons. You would just imagine like on the line of scrimmage where Auburn has really found some strengths this year, the offensive and defensive lines that have played so much better, um, especially again with guys coming in that weren't even necessarily planned to come in this season. Um, and a Connor Lou and a Keldrick Falk, a true freshman. And there's still just a, there's a difference between conference USA and, in SEC town. Um, so that's really it 
for the football talk. Um, I didn't do this part of the announcements earlier, but bowl game coverage. So we have Iron Bowl coverage next week. It's going to be the same amount of stuff, um, probably just a lot more detail, much longer, a lot to get into. Really excited. It's our last Patrick Party pregame of the regular season. Um, so really excited about all that is to come in that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really fun show for Iron Bowl week. Um, also on Iron Bowl, we'll have a podcast. We'll have a story. We might do, we might do two podcasts. We'll see probably the one, um, cause it's Thanksgiving week, but we'll see. Um, so it should be a really fun game, a really fun atmosphere in Auburn, two thirty on CBS. It's rightful place. Um, sad to see that one go and then we will go from there we will do and i will say this i don't know when the bowl game is obviously we find that out the sunday after the sec championship game which is in two weeks from this sunday when that gets announced we'll kind of i'll be able to kind of plan out i would imagine same ish format as a typical game week We'll have a podcast, we'll have a story, we'll have an email newsletter that comes out a day or two before the game, and then we will do a Patrick Party pregame the morning of bowl game. I don't know if it's from side, I don't know any of the details because we don't know where it is. Um, But that is kind of my, that's kind of our plan, and then that'll close out our season coverage. Um, So yeah. Um, Other than that, a shorter show this week, but there's really only so much you can talk about. Um... Didn't really want to get into too much basketball because that will quickly become outdated again with the back-to-back games. <laughs> so, outside of that, that's pretty much it. Um, hope you enjoy your time this weekend if you're able to make it to the game. If not, I would imagine um, you'll be more excited for the game next Saturday, as will we. That's pretty much it. Shorter show, but... Um, should be a still should be a fun Saturday, a fun slate. You can also find for those of you that aren't going to the game or just gonna make it a more chill Saturday and watch the rest of the games, patchapari.com national TV board. That's the last thing to plug. And that's pretty much it. Alright, well that'll do it from us. We are out of here, folks.